you have your Bibles, turn to 2 Timothy. I'm going to read the passage of Scripture there. 2 Timothy 3. That's over in the New Testament for you that, uh, that use the New Testament. And for you that just use the Old Testament, we'll be turning to your Scripture here in a minute. Now you that are able to stand with me for the reading of God's Word, we'll, uh, we'll read a few verses. Chapter 3, verse 10 says, But thou hast fully known my doctrine, manner of life, purpose, faith, long-suffering, charity, patience, persecutions, affliction, which came unto me at Antioch and at Iconium, and at Lystra, what persecutions I endured. But out of them all, what did it say there? Say it a little louder. The Lord delivered me. Yea, and all that will what? All that will live godly in Christ Jesus shall suffer no trouble. No persecutions. But evil men and seducers shall wax worse and worse, deceiving and being deceived. Now here, but continue, don't stop, thou in the things which thou hast learned and hast been assured of, knowing of whom thou hast learned them, and that from a child thou hast known the holy scriptures, which are able to make thee wise unto salvation through faith which is in Christ Jesus. Now that's pretty simple, isn't it? Anybody want to get saved, all they had to do is read that verse there. I mean, into that, uh, make you, the, the, the scripture show you how to get salvation. And then verse 16, all scripture is given by inspiration of God and is profitable for doctrine, for reproof, for correction, for instruction in righteousness, that the man of God may be perfect, thoroughly furnished unto all good works. You may be seated. Now, for a child of God, there ought to be some things there that attracted your attention. There would be some things in those passages of Scripture that we read that would cause you to think of much of the Word of God. And I want to just talk about the Word of God this morning. I just finished up reading the, the month of the, the, the book of Psalms. And the other day I came to Psalm 119. If you have your Bibles, I'd like to turn to Psalm 119. And uh, in that I thought, you know, uh, this is good. Now you keep in mind that the Bible says that all Scripture is given by inspiration. It's God-breathed. And into that, uh, you find that we talk about God's Word. And I got to thinking, into that, that uh, I was not, we just uh, a couple of weeks or so back observed the resurrection of the Lord Jesus Christ. And I wasn't there to see the Lord hang on the cross. I wasn't there to see the nails 
driven into his hands and feet. I went there to see the crown of thorns upon his head and the blood and his guts are hanging out. I didn't see him hanging on the cross naked and ashamed. I didn't see the apostles. I didn't see the women running to the tomb. I didn't see the, all the excitement that when they found the tomb was empty. I believe I would have got excited. I believe some of you might have got excited too if you had been there and you had seen that, uh, hey, they had buried him and he's not in there. What would it take to get you excited? And so in the, I wasn't there, but I can read about it and I could get a little excited just to read in it, can't you? And uh, I, I wasn't there when the, the Lord uh, appeared into the uh, room when they were all gathered and, uh, and uh, said, uh, you know, uh, uh, good morning. And they would be able to behold the resurrected Christ. I wasn't there. I have never seen Jesus Christ in his resurrected form. I wasn't there when Peter said, let's go fishing. And uh, he had got discouraged. Now some of you sitting there, you got there. And uh, you've taken some folks with you. Uh, you got people that's looking at you and, and they're going to do what you're doing. And if you don't go to church, they're not going to go to church. If uh, uh, you're going to cuss a little bit, they'll cuss a little bit. If you want to drink a little bit, they'll drink a little bit. Whatever you do, some folks are looking at you. It could be your children. It could be if you're talking about and you're having preacher for pie and dessert to, today, uh, they're going to be wanting to have some of that dessert too. And, and, and they'll join right in. Uh, you, somebody is looking at your life. Somebody is following your life. Somebody is going to, be, to take up some of the things that you're doing. Are they good? And so into that, uh, you find here today, I, I did not uh, see all of that, but I cannot reach out and I cannot touch the Lord physically. I do not have an angel that uh, appears to me that I can uh, be able to shake hands with. Although I think I have an angel. He don't never show himself. He ought to make me feel better. But I think we all have ministered spirits to help us. How do, I, how do I know that? Because God said so. But when I got to thinking into that, the only thing that I have that is more precious than anything that the world has to offer to me is the Word of God. Hey, Gee, the Bible says that in the beginning was the Word, the Word was with God, and the Word was God, and I've got the Word. And I got to thinking into that, and I got to uh, uh, getting excited about the Bible. I got to get into that to what God has given to us, though He has not allowed us to uh, that time in, in, uh, in history to be there when He was crucified. Though we were not born in that generation that just saw him ascend back to heaven, yet he left us something that's more uh, sure than that. Uh, uh, Peter said that we have a more sure word of prophecy than prophecy uh, into that. And, and so you find that we have the word of God. And everybody is sitting in here. You have, uh, we, uh, we spent, uh, no tellings, uh, uh, we just sent uh, uh, money to uh, the printing ministry to print Bibles. We believe that everybody ought to have a Bible. 
We believe that that Bible is important. We believe that that Bible is God's word. We believe that it is contained in the King James Bible. We don't uh, uh, believe that the God has preserved one book. Uh, for the English speaking people, and we believe that's in this King James Bible. And I believe every word in it is perfect. I don't say into that. You say, well, I don't, that's okay. You believe whatever you want to. That's my conviction that in my reading and to that, and there's, uh, we don't have to get into uh, uh, the uh, manuscript evidence and, and we don't have to worry about Westcott and Hort and we don't have to worry about all of the other 2000 uh, Greek translations uh, uh, and out there, uh, a text. We just have to worry about what has God preserved for me. And by faith, I take the Bible to be the word of God. By faith, and so I got to read in, in Psalm 119. And I just, we'll just read a few verses. Now, if you get excited and you want to get, give God a little praise, you go right ahead. But into that, he said, uh, look at verse uh, uh, 9 of 119. Wherewithal shall a young man cleanse his ways? By taking heed thereunto, according to what? Thy word, uh, thy word, O Lord. And uh, he said, look at verse 11. Thy word have I hid in mine heart that I might not sin. You having trouble sinning? You got sin that you're dealing with? You having sin, the trouble with sin? Hey, hide the word of God in your heart. I have that. The psalmist said, I have hid the word of God in my heart that I may not sin. If you, the word of God is a, it's, it's better than a, a spick and span, uh, whatever that, uh, Clorox and, and stuff that you use for cleansing. Uh, the word of God is of what cleanses us of our sins and our iniquities. And, and boy, the word of God get down in there and he'll, he'll, he'll call some uh, you to, uh, uh, to want to be able to be clean. Uh, look at verse uh, 7 to 16. Uh, he said, I will delight myself in thy statutes. And I will not forget thy word. Could I say to you today, unto that, uh, I, I have thought about to preaching on different things this week. I thought about to, uh, preaching about getting saved and salvation. I thought about to being able to uh, be a good servant. I thought about being a good church member. I, I thought about the rapture. I thought about the, the tribulation. I thought about the, the white throne judgment. I thought about the judgment seat of Christ. I thought about a lot of things that I could preach on. But I settled in here. I just wanted to, to bring your attention to the Word of God. If you're a child of God, you profess to be saved. You profess to know the Lord your Savior. It ought to be that you, what I'm saying to you this morning, uh, will delight your heart. In that it will increase your faith. I said, Lord, I want something that uh, will cause each of us to be closer to you and to have a greater desire to serve you and to live for you. My desire for you is to live for God. You say, well, I just don't believe that old Bible. Well, there's a millions of people out there that don't either. I don't. I don't uh, hinder one thing of it being God's word. Uh, there's a, where there's a, a million people that don't believe it. There's a two million people that believes it. Uh, where that you find that there is people today that uh, uh, the past generations that have died believing that. I guarantee you, you can't find me another book and give me the hope that that book there gives me. And so into that, uh, you find here's a, that uh, he, he talks about, and uh, we don't do this very often, but look at verse 25. My soul cleaveth unto the dust. Quicken thou me according to thy word. Make me alive. Thy word uh, uh, into that. Uh, I've been born again by an incorruptible seed, the word of God. If you've been saved today, you were born again by that word that got to, there that God used to bring conviction to your heart and repentance to your soul, and, and you receive Christ as your Savior. And boy, you you got you got it on a, a good deal. Yes, sir. 
Verse 28 says, My soul melteth for heaviness. Strengthen thou me according unto thy word. You got a, a depression? You got a heavy heart? You got sorrows? Hey, the word of God has got to you. People say, well, uh, we're having conferences for this. And we have conferences for that. I will tell you how to, well, we got a conference, how to be able to uh, to uh, uh, have a better marriage and, and how to enjoy one another. Hey, all you have to do is read the Bible and save yourself some bucks. They're going to charge you for those conferences. Are you against it? No, that's what, that's what you want to do. But hey, I'm saying the Bible has got the answers to everything you're dealing with here this morning. If you want it. The biggest thing is we want somebody to get in there, dig it out, and tell us about it. And into that to where that uh, you find that we don't have to do much. Uh, but you, you find here, he, he says uh, in verse uh, 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 38, Establish thy word unto thy servant who is devoted to thy fear. It's a good thing to fear God, isn't it? I'll tell you what, when the, when the hot coals of fire begin to snuggle around your feet that, and you begin to feel, feel the heat of hell coming up, uh, you'll think, my, my God, I'm glad I'm not going there. Amen. Have you ever been around someone dying and they can feel the heat? Have you been around lost people that die and that they know that they're going to hell and they know that already they can feel some things? I never will forget a young lady that was involved in a car accident. She'd been to church. They tried to get her to trust the Lord. She had no nothing to do with God. Didn't want to have nothing to do with that religious stuff. Got in her car, headed home. Didn't get too far till she got into an accident. Paramedics were talking about when she was a screaming when they got there. And how that she was a hollering to uh, her feet was a burning. There was no fire. But she was feeling the heat of hell on her feet. You say, you believe that preacher? Oh, listen, folks, you've been living in a, in a sheltered home. Uh, you've been around before they, you, they came out to, and medicated everybody before they died. People that died naturally would tell you that I'm going to hell. And people tell you, I'm going, I'm that. I've been around the old saints of God, and there's a spirit there, a boy of joy and peace, and, and there's a spirit there that that person that is dying is looking into heaven and rejoicing that they see something there that God has pulled back and showed them. Let me say to you, this book is real. Say, I don't believe it. That's all right. Two seconds in hell. Ask some old boys down in the jail. Won't they, Jason? They believe it. Jason, get, he gets, you got four letters this week. I got two or three letters this week. Uh, they'd love to be where you're sitting. Uh, they'd love to be able to uh, worship the Lord with you. Uh, they'd love to be able to uh, do some things. Uh, if you've got nothing else to do, you might be praying for these boys down in cell 94 at 10 o'clock at night. They have prayer meetings. Well, what am I saying here today? That book here is God's book. And it's a collection of 66 books. The Bible is all about Genesis 3.15 and John 3.16. And it's all about man's going to get it into sin and man getting out of sin. Uh, in, John, in Genesis 3.15 and 16, uh, you know the story how Eve got into trouble, obeyed, disobeyed God. And let me say to you here, the Bible says every one of you have sinned and disobeyed God. The Bible says that we all need a Savior. 
and thank God today that all that could come to him, he will know why it's cast out. Thank God today that you're lost here and you say, boy, preacher, have I got a hope? Yes, you do. Uh, into that, Jesus uh, uh, died for you. The Bible gives you that uh, assurance that he died for you. Now, let me say to you real quickly here into that. Uh, it's divine in its origin and it's universal in its authority. All around this world today, uh, preachers like myself are standing in and proclaiming the word of God. Uh, how many sermons will be preached today? Thousands upon thousands. How many sermons that will be taken to heart and uh, people will learn from it and people will uh, put it into their life and to obey. You said it, you come in and you can get a three-point sermon outline and, and you can get a three-point sermon on just about anything. But hey, what good is it going to do you if it don't get down into your heart and get, cause you to want to live for God and change your wicked ways? Divine is its most popular book in the world. There's over 7,000 translations of that book. Every country, they would describe it. The translators wanted to get uh, a, the language of the, uh, the Bible in every language to every nation. We read now printing Bibles, getting, having to get Bibles printed to go to Ukraine, to get printing Bibles in their language, to where they can have, get, a, get a Bible and to hold it in their hands and, and to be able to have a, a good uh, Bible to read and to, to go by. And they're, they're, uh, they're, they're uh, a hollering for Bibles. The most popular book in the world. I used to think Zane Gray was. I mean, before I got saved, I read every Zane Gray book there was. I mean, uh, we, we traded back and forth. And, uh, and I, uh, we loved those old Western books. I bet you the, the books that I read in high school, you know, are no longer on the shelves. There was a series of, of, of books uh, that uh, in high school that I got to uh, uh, read it, and it, it talked about how that uh, the Indian fighters and how that they fought uh, the uh, the Indians in, in the early settlement of the of the uh, uh, of Kentucky. I bet you they're not there now. Oh, they've been replaced with uh, uh, some other different uh, books that uh, uh, will probably distort some things. Critical race theory. Are you still with that stuff? You ought to get out of it real quickly. You ought not support your politicians that's supporting it either. Amen. Just throw that in for you. That didn't cost you nothing. On it then. And so could I say to you, the Bible has, has molded our culture. It is, it's a handbook for Christians. Now you, you're here saved today. You ought to pay attention. It ain't time for you to go to, go to take a nap. It ain't time for you to start to, your mind wondering about who's a, a calling you on your, on your textbook. Uh, you don't have to worry about Facebook. Right now you ought to worry about God's book into that and uh, in that and pay attention into that. You might learn that, hey, I need the God's word in my heart. And the psalmist into that in writing, he said, uh, let the, thy mercies come also unto me, uh, uh, Lord, even thy salvation according to thy word. So shall I have her within to answer him that reproaches me for I trust in thy word. What am I saying here, folks? I'm trying to get you awakened to the Word of God. I'm trying to get you to understand how important this book is. I'm trying to get you to understand it has the answers to your problems if you'll just pay attention. Uh, into that it says, uh, uh, Take not the word of truth utterly out of my mouth, for I have hoped in thy judgment. And could I say into that here, uh, you could go through this, uh, this Psalm 119. You get to, I mean, you can have a revival start in your heart. Uh, you could get excited about something. Uh, the Bible stands alone in its longevity and its clarity and its truthfulness. Uh, uh, we have God's book. 
God's words. We accept uh, his word book by faith. Uh, where did the Bible come from? Well, this is where Paul, uh, we just wrote, Paul believed in the scripture, didn't he? Uh, all scripture is given by the inspiration of God. Who gave the scriptures? God gave them. Uh, did Paul, you mean you believe that that old book? Paul had, he had uh, 29 books in front of him. Maybe more than that. But he had the, whole, the Old Testament books. Did he believe those? Oh, he, did he believe that they were from God? Oh, sure he did. Uh, Peter, do you believe they were from God? Oh, sure I do. Uh, uh, Matthew, you old tax collector, do you believe that, those, that, uh, that that is God's word that you were writing down? Oh, yes, I do. Luke, you a physician, you a doctor, you are no better. I mean, are you just writing idle words? Oh, no, no. Uh, those are the inspired words of God that God is speaking through me to write down. Mark, you mean God allowed you to write a book? You believe that that is, is God's word, that he would take somebody like you who, who quit on the job and then got back into the work? Oh, let me say to you today, you may be sitting here and there was a time that you was busy serving God and something got in your way. You got, we quit serving God and you got out of fellowship with God, got into a backsliding condition. You say, could God, can you use me again? Oh, yes, God can. He took a, a John Mark and, uh, and got John Mark got straightened around, got to, uh, some repentance in his heart and his life. And, and God used him greatly to be a help to the Apostle Paul, whom he deserted one time. The Bible was written and compiled over a course of 1,500 years by some 40 authors. 66 books, three different languages. And for every nation of the world, for its salvation, culture, all nationalities, spanned in different time periods, 1,500 2022, that book still stands. That book has directed, that book has been a light to so many people. So many have went out into eternity. The remarkable unity of that book. People say, oh, that book has got errors in it. Do you know nobody has yet found an error in that book? I'm talking about the King James 1611 Bible. Oh, preacher, you can't believe that book. It's got, no, it's not. You listen, I'm, I guarantee you on your Snapchats and on your Twitter books and, and all of that stuff, you'll find people that will tell you that Bible is not just a, just a, a man-made book full of uh, phony stories. They've never experienced anything, folks. They're of the devil. That book, nobody has yet been able to go to court and prove that there's an error in that book. That's why I... One reason, I'm not a scholar. One reason that I hold to the King James Bible to be in the, the perfect Word of God because nobody can refute it. Nobody can show me an error in it. You think you're smart enough to do it? I, I'll be glad to entertain that. And so I'm saying here today into that to uh, see the remarkable unity. A noticeable thread running through the Bible pointing to Jesus Christ from Genesis through Exodus through all of the Old Testament books you find its accuracy there's no error details given by eyewitnesses uh, you find that the historical uh, eyewitness not fiction uh, you think that uh, these folks uh, that uh, wrote the book 
You think that John, you think that he is writing uh, and uh, describing the things that uh, Jesus did, the things that uh, were said uh, because he's trying to get some notoriety, because he's trying to get make some money? No, John's exiled on the Isle of Patmos uh, under persecution. Do you believe what you're writing, John? Yes. They give you the details. I like it when they did tell in uh, there in Mark we talked about Jesus being in the boat down in the stern asleep, head on a cushion. Details. Talk about the Peter going fishing I mentioned. Jesus is, comes to the seashore and hollers out, come and dine. They're a hundred, and John described, they're only a hundred yards from the shore. He said, cast your nets over the other side. And how many fish did they catch? He numbered the fish. 153. The details of the, of the historical events that uh, these writers gave ought to into that to encourage you in the word of God and what can I say I mean I could go on and I got to quit here but uh, I have not got to my uh, to my introduction yet I have got to several more verses but I just want to give you the story of Jericho how all of you children are familiar with the walls of Jericho falling down did you know that God brought those walls down without to shoot in the bow uh, uh, an arrow out of a bow and those interesting things about those walls, they didn't fall in like they normally do. They fall out. And it became a causeway for the uh, Israelites to go over into the city of Jericho. And for years, for centuries, they said that city didn't exist. That's a, that story is not true. That's just a Bible myth. Oh, not too long ago, they found out the city of Jericho. And the interest, they found that they, uh, that they had rebuilt and the walls. And they found that there was a section of the walls about the size of a house that was so much older than the rest of the wall. Now whose house was there? Rahab's house sat on the wall. She had been promised that they would not uh, hurt her family. The two spies had went over into Jericho and, and they had uh, cased out the, the land and, and uh, the uh, authorities got after them, about to capture them. And, and Rahab, the harlot, hid them. And into that, uh, she asked them because of her taking a, a chance to bring them to safety with you when you, I said, she knew that they was going to overrun Jericho, the children of Israel. Would you spare my family? And boy, when they got to Joshua said, leave that house alone. Don't hurt those folks because they've been promised immunity. You see, you, I mean, the Bible, uh, that's been over uh, 1,500 years ago. You mean, can I trust the Bible? Oh, I don't have time to go back and show you how archaeology has uh, uh, uncovered the many things that to show forth the proof of that to the stories in the Bible are real. 
You get to thinking that that book is not real. You get to thinking that that book is not God's word. You get to thinking that you're not going to be judged by that book. You get to thinking that there's not salvation in that book. Could I say to you this morning, how do I know that the Bible is real? Because how that it dealt and changed my life in my personal experiences. How that there was a day when I was lost and without Christ, a wicked sinner. And at that day that I accepted Christ as my Savior, something took place. I got born again and things in my life changed and I'm so glad that it did. I'm glad today that I'm a child of God and I could sing here be able to sing with the psalmist, thy word is a lamp unto my feet and a light unto my path. I am afflicted very much. Quicken me, O Lord, according unto thy word. Where are you at this morning? How sweet are the words unto my taste. Yea, sweeter than honey to my mouth. Why do Christians believe the Bible? But Jesus said, man shall not live by bread alone, but by every word. Now you can go and you can pull up all of the those trying to tell you that this book is good as that book and, and this manuscript is no good and the King James Bible manuscript. Most of them have never read. You take the Mormons. Uh, you take it there that they come out in 1800 with their Bible, supposed to be superior to the King James Bible. How many times did they had to go and change their book? The Jehovah's Witness came out with their Bible, and, uh, and you find that they were continually having to change their book. 1611, this old Bible came out, and thank God it hasn't had to be changed. We still hold to the same thing that they came out with. God preserved his word for you. And I, now listen, you ought to treat that book with respect. You ought to obey that book. You ought to put hide that, the word in your heart. And there is power in that word this morning. That word is, uh, is, is under the influence of the, and given by the Holy Spirit of God. All power is given unto me. And I give unto you power to be able to be victorious in your Christian life. Sure, you're going to suffer persecution. Sure, you're going to go, th go through some things. But bless God, you can go through it rejoicing, knowing that I'm a child of God. I've got heaven as my home. I've been washed in the blood. I have been empowered by the Holy Spirit to be raised from the dead. I've got folks in heaven waiting on me. Hey, where can you find us up? better than that. So I say to us this morning, what does the Bible mean to you? Is it precious? Do you have one in your home? Do you read it? Do you allow the Word of God? I say to this as a child of God this morning, when God says to do something, I strive to do it. Are you perfect? Good night? No, I'm the sorest Christian God's God. But hey, every day I get up afresh and start anew. Lord, here am I. Send me. Help me. Strengthen me. Use me. Because the day, the night that we said this morning is far spent. The day is at hand. Put off the work. Put on. Because the Lord is coming soon. Now, you go around and into that, hey, there's no reason for you to be uh, down and out. You can be up and rejoicing. You come into God's house. I, I'm amazed. You come in here, you don't have a song to sing. You come in here and the song leader has to try to get you to sing. Why? Somewhere along the way, you, you've lost your, your, your song. Somewhere along the way, uh, you, you've, you've lost your joy. 
somewhere along the way, it's not that it doesn't mean a whole lot to you to come to God's house and get excited to, to worship God. When you come here, you've presented your, a spiritual sacrifice unto God. Lord, here am I. Use me. I want to worship you. I want to praise you. I want to give you my, uh, the best of my ability to glorify you. I don't want to be a no grump. Though I can be. Ask Kathy. I don't want to be bringing a heartache to some, but I can. I want to be a child of God that God can use. I enjoy life. I have no regrets. My day is about up. I can just about hear Gabriel blow the horn. My ministering spirit is getting lazy. Time for you to get on home, boy. But anyway, hey, I'm a, I'm a child of God. I've been born again. And the Word of God, I, I want it to rule and reign in my life. Let's stand, please.